0: Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlecht. With me today is Alex Finn.
1: I am currently campaigning for like a campaign one-shot where we have to play as our characters playing in another like RPG setting. Join me for this campaign.
0: Samson Davis.
2: That sounds hard. Hi. Phrasing. I'm here. Boom.
1: <laughs>
0: And Stace Babcock.
1: So what happened was, and the reason I was (laughs) behind everybody else when it came to starting my recording was I listened to Daniel say three, two, one, and then I didn't do anything. I just said recording all together with you guys without pressing the red button. (laughs) 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 So sorry about that, Daniel. Oh, Oh, good times. Uh.
2: (laughs) Hey guys, uh, you look like you're missing some dice. I don't care if you have a billion. You should have a billion and two? Seven?
1: Uh, a billion, I one,
2: two, three, four, seven. Yeah, you need seven more. So, how about you get your butt over to Die Hard Dice, select any of their beautiful offerings that they have metal, acrylic, ghost. I don't know if they have ghost yet. But when you check out your beautiful dice, you can use our code explores wanted, get 10% off your order. We get a little bit of that, so you're supporting us, and you're getting fantastic dice, so just do it. And if you can't do it, tell a friend to do it. This isn't just for fans, this is for everybody.
1: Okay, be that way. So,
2: yeah, diehard dice.
1: So wait, are, like, digital dice the ghost dice?
2: Were they physical at
1: one point? Maybe. You don't know how they got in that app? I can probably guess. (laughs) I mean, but what if they were ghosts? I mean, then
3: yeah, I feel like would, you would have like a moral would,
1: obligation would. to try to free them, right? Do you? Like, what if they were bad ghosts, like evil? That's where all the dice that roll ones go when they die—is digital yeah. dice hell? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, until they've like rolled enough nat twenties to like repent,
0: <laughs> or at least that's the deal. Mm. The problem is that the smartphone gets thrown away before then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: perpetual purgatory oh man good times
0: where's that rpg
2: play as dice that gets sent to dice hell and then you have to break your way out
1: using the power of probability
2: oh
0: there you go
1: or like the like vanilla version where you are just breaking out of dice jail Mm -hmm. and then like you can get sent to dice hell in that game but like that would be the starter kit i think is just breaking out of dice jail yeah yeah and then like you have to buy the expansion pack where you get sent to dice hell
2: oh and then your class is based on like the damage you do is like a class. So, like, rogues are D4s, paladins are D10s. I don't I haven't looked at all that shit in a while.
1: God only knows. Well, it seems like we've got this idea pretty well fleshed out. So, yes, the- Dan Rodriguez, if you're <laughs> listening, contact right, yeah. us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Danable, let's go collab. Yeah. We'll so, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick Stace.
1: Because I dropped the people's eyebrow. I brought it on myself. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm not 100% sure what happened last time.
2: Corrupted fire?
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, was that last time or the time before last time? Well, then, like, Josh, I feel like, was in purgatory. But then, like, our adoptive owner rescued her? Question mark? The doggo? Yeah, and then um, Aster rescued Chacha for real. Right. So when Chacha was getting initiated into the Guardians of Night's Hope, which everyone was like, yeah, this is a great idea. Chacha can open the door. Maybe we would like to talk to her about secrets. Let's get her initiated. Chacha was like, why not? <laughs> I think was maybe exactly what she said. <laughs> yeah. So when that happened, the flame turned black. Everyone's flame markings on their arms started to turn black. Chacha was getting sucked into the extra dimension. Dilly was like, this should not and cannot happen. And so Aster was like, was Aster like, would you like me to help you? Fah, Fa <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah And uh,
1: pulled Chacha out where she was experiencing a nice reunion with the extra dimensional dog we befriended just before encountering the B man in the woods. And that's it. That's what happened. Nope. Nope. More happened.
0: Okay. So You got about the first ten minutes there. Oh no.
1: So so the crew scrambles to understand what's happened to the Guardian's fire. Cha Cha sees an old friend or friends. Dilly makes a deal with Astor and Nyx races to find Harriton.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's amazing. <laughs>
1: i love you so much show notes
2: aren't helpful they're supposed to like (laughs) entice the blister
0: (laughs) i didn't anticipate show notes
1: (laughs) that's fucking amazing (laughs) oh
0: did that help your memory stace
1: i do remember no this is the episode where we were like (laughs) planning on leaving right like oh no we got stuck with what's his nuts after we, like, shoved him in oh, cry, and right. now he's going to be with us on this entire journey, and <laughs> Yeah, so, Harriton was like, great news for you guys, since you agree that race needs close supervision, while on mission, you will provide that supervision. Is that not the last episode?
0: That the one before.
1: Damn it. All right.
2: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> then Harriton went into the woods.
1: Harriton went in the woods, and we found him almost dead, and brought him back. And put him in the bed, mm. in the cabin, and...
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you want me to swoop in? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened was that we found Harriton had been mutated, like, badly.
1: Was I really tired? I think I think so. Okay.
2: Was the last time you were very tiredness week? I think it was, yeah.
1: yeah Why don't okay. I remember this? Am I just a ditz? Um, Probably.
2: Two weeks ago, the man had been, like... 10 years ago, for all you know. Ah, oh, Yeah, we found Harriton mutated badly. He's saying the embers are going out. So we got Harriton back, and then his arm, Numenera, the stuff that was like within his flesh, started like popping out. Ew. And then did his whole body start going gray or
0: was it just the arm? So he started seizing mm. on there. Ow. You had Race scan him, mm. and Ray said it's like his body's turned on itself and the Newman devices in his arms like that you could see the flesh like twisting and popping those out leaving bloody sockets as they landed on the ground and their lights went out yeah. and that's where we pick back up yeah
1: next we'll start picking them up and putting them in a, in a pile
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay you start doing that Harriton is still seizing on his cot
2: Tasha can you, can you do anything can you ah. do the medicine thing With gloves on, but, like, can you help?
1: Oh, that is a good point. That is a good point.
0: Um,
1: I guess I'm gonna get healing? Yeah?
0: Okay. This is gonna be a graduated roll, so...
1: Graduated? um, Fancy. With what degree? Yeah,
0: so... I'm gonna take one of your XP away for that. (gasps) (laughs) So, it will be a 12 before your skill to get one answer. It'll be a 27 before your skill to get the full bits of information.
1: Okay, she's specialized in healing.
0: So that makes it a six for the basic roll and a 21.
1: Let's use three levels of effort because I'm feeling spicy, yeah?
0: Okay, three levels of effort. So it's definitely a gimme on the basic information. So it's just a 15 to see if you can get the deeper insight.
1: The actual reason, not the WebMD reason.
0: If it's three levels of effort, it shouldn't be a 12. You're right. It is a 12. That's right.
1: Anyway, I got a 16.
0: Okay. There's not much you can do about the seizing. That's some sort of reaction. and It's unclear, like, to what degree what's causing it. Obviously, there's some sort of trauma going on with these devices popping out. Obviously, you didn't need this role to know that it's somehow connected to what's going on with the fire and, and whatnot, but you get the impression, as long as you guys keep him like relatively safe, this will stop. The problem is, is that you suspect that there are probably mutations still going on just inside of his body
3: mm-hmm.
0: that you can't see, and those are potentially causing complications. Mm-hmm. And given that most of the mutations seem to be centered around his skull and <gasps> face area, then there might be something else shifting inside his skull.
1: Like a brain worm. Mm
0: -hmm. If we didn't do it last episode,
2: Dilly's gonna call for a medic, one of the proctors.
0: Yeah, Eltheus is right behind you. Okay, great. So Eltheus comes, and not that you knew that before, like Eltheus has just been making their way over here as fast as they can. Okay, good. So Eltheus comes running in and runs over to periton. And she, like, sniffs the air. What's this smell? And Ahani comes running up after her and says, that was me. He was screaming a lot, so I knocked him out. Chachi definitely recognized this as a sort of a chemical, so like some sort of anesthesia, mm. which Nix in that episode, witnessed because Ahani came out and slapped it on his face and told her to hold her breath. And of course, Nix inhaled, but she passed her mic defense, which is why she didn't pass out. Mm. Nice, Nice. So, Eltheus is, you know, trying her best to check um, Harriton, but basically after about, you know, another 20 seconds or so, he stops seizing, and she starts, you know, pulling out some cloth and some medicines.
2: I know it's a long shot, but is he conscious?
0: No, I I wouldn't even want to wake him up now, even if he could be awake.
2: All right, um, longer long shot. Do either of you two know where the fire is, like the source of the fire? That's
0: auditors only. They're the only ones that know where the source is.
2: Ah, fuck. Alright. Do they have like a clubhouse that they meet at, or like some sort of auditor's only room we can go to?
0: The auditors just kind of show up. You can call one to come through the fire, but they're not really stationed anywhere. They just kind of show up when there's a function they need to perform. Or let me put it this way, it's possible that there is such a place, but we try as best we can to stick to clandestine cells. And so if the auditors have a place like that, we're just not privy to it.
2: Okay, crap. Because before he passed out, he said that the embers are
0: going out. So
2: I assume that means that wherever the source of the fire is, it's going out or is out right now. So we need to find that like immediately. So do you have any like place we could start? Because I'm also kind of worried that What happened to Heriton also happened to the other
0: auditors. Elthea says, it's possible. Corex basically can provide you with the location of a couple fortresses, essentially. Like, not safe houses, but actually, like, hubs for the Guardian. But he can't tell you where they're most likely to be. There's at least, there's two of them in Navarine. One is farther north along the Riage. Um, One is in the mountains near Bodrov. There's a fortress in Northern Dreolis. There is a fortress in Thaymor. Okay. Those are the ones that they can share, the ones that they know about. Obviously, other people from other cells would probably have a different list that they could work from.
2: Right. I assume the one in the Riage is Fortress Nidal. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's the closest that we could start. I, unless. Nix or Chachi, you have better ideas on how we should start this or race. You're here too. Sorry. I
0: I don't know. I'd be pretty excited to go to one of those fortresses. I did some training at Fortress Nightall when I first started, but I was really only there for a week and then they moved me to another safe house to, you know, continue training.
2: Oh, well, good thing you're excited. Um, yeah, I guess Nidal's best place to start. Which way?
0: Oh, well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that we would want to go and race, kind of like trails off. And Corex, you know, chimes in and says, "You're going to want to head towards the Riach. It's north of the Proving Grounds. It's, you know, maybe." Has Dilly been there? Oh no, he went to Tali's fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Chacha's been there. Chacha ran away from there.
2: <laughs> Chacha, off chance you know how to get back to Fortress Nightall. Maybe. I mean. Place with the door, I should say. I don't
1: what role would it be to figure that out.
0: Navigation, I think.
1: I don't have any skills on that. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's probably you guys have kind of been all over, so but Cha Cha keeps a map though.
1: True, yeah, does Fortress...
0: I'd
1: all have an X through it,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I mean, so that would be a because you've had a map with you that you've been drawing to keep track of things. I'd say it'd be a nine.
1: I got a 16.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, you could find your way back there. I mean, obviously you're not, you're in a very different place from the direction that you ran away from Based off of what you know of Navarine and the gaps you can sort of mentally fill in on the map, you think you could find your way back there?
1: I mean, yeah, we could try it. I mean, and Charger whips out the map. If we go this route, but like avoid this bush, it's kind of got some poison to it. That's not the best kind of poison. I'm going to trust you on that, yeah. So, like, not best poison in, in that it wouldn't kill you, Cha-Cha, or in that it would kill you. It's more like it would make you extremely uncomfortable, and you would have to buy a lot of brown pants.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, this is Corax chiming in, like, kind of looking over your shoulder, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's got a very specific venom that targets the genitals.
1: <laughs> Evolution is a wonderful thing. All
0: right, we'll go around the bush.
1: <laughs> Easy. <laughs> We'll just sidestep that. No problem.
2: <laughs> Did we just get started? Like, is there a.
3: a...
1: Well, I do uh, just want to make sure that, like, Corex and everyone. Uh, so, this means that we're not going after Buddy Cat. I need you to, uh, you know, prioritize our projects.
2: Yes. Yeah. We're doing this first and then Buddy Cop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose this is probably. I'm sure they're connected, but this is definitely urgent.
1: Yeah. I mean. One is probably more urgent. All right. Well, I'm already packed, guys. Um,
2: yeah, I need some time to get my shit together, but yeah, be ready to go in like a half hour. Cha-Cha, give me a nine perception. I got three. Okay. No worries.
1: (laughs) It's all good. Cha-Cha doesn't know.
2: Why are the perception rules? You should be good at the perception rules.
1: No, that's the other character who can perceive well with her eyes.
2: You see beyond.
1: Oh, fair. But like, I chose not to. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe her X-ray vision was getting in the way.
2: <laughs> it's a mental block. She sees too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys are gathering your stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at one point, Dilly gets the box meant for Hubert the Second. Nix, you want to throw him in? Just one last shot before we head out.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah. And Nix will, Nix will try to find the inner strength to put Hubert the second in the box and the outer strength probably.
2: Can Dilly help by using his illusions to make Hubert the second not that cute, like it just like dulls the shiny black eyes and just
0: makes Hubert the second look kind of like gross and oily like you. Hmm. Yeah, I would give her an asset for that.
1: And does Nix have an asset
0: as a minor effect the last time you had to do a might defense roll? Him, you you wanted to have an asset for the next time for resisting Hubert, but I wasn't clear looking back on it. Do you want that asset for resistance for the next time Hubert II tries to drain you or for trying to get Hubert II to leave?
1: To try to get
0: him to leave. Okay, cool. So with Dilly's help, this is now going to be a 15.
1: What is it, intelligence?
0: Yep. Oh no, wait, it has to go up a step because it's one more day. It's an eighteen.
1: Alright, hang on. Alright, I'm gonna put four levels of effort into it. Should make it a six.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fourteen.
0: Tell me how you part from Hubert the second.
1: Well, first Nix pulls Hubert out of his snuggle satchel. I don't know. And <laughs> his baby yarn. Yeah. And and holds Hubert up in front of her face and puts a little kiss on top of Hubert's head. And then like <laughs> holds. He grabbed <laughs> the second straight-armed away from her while, like, trying not to look at him and hoping that, or and just dropping it in the box Dilly has. Meep. Except for the first time, Meep. Dilly and Nyx are like, three, two, one, and the Nyx doesn't do it. And three, two, one. <laughs> and she lets go. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Snap. Close the box.
0: Okay, you have Sent you bear the second away to the box <laughs> successfully.
1: All right, now I'm cold.
2: We're also gonna pass this off. Uh, <laughs> Do I <it>. right. <laughs> like grabs a blanket off the bed, just like wraps it up?
1: <laughs>
2: Did it get louder?
3: <clears throat> how? <laughs> it's
1: like a vibrational thing, right? Not how I used it. I, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: All right. Let's not get sidetracked on here. I'm going to go give this to the proctors to deal with cuz they don't seem like they have enough to deal with and then we'll go. Next. Thank you for being strong.
1: Next flexes. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: okay. So, Dilly, as you take those over to the proctors, I'll have you know that Hubert is still trilling and whimpering in alarm <laughs> inside the box the whole way. You're getting weird looks from people as you cross the way.
2: What, you've never seen a dangerous animal before? dangerous robot, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, the first proctor, Dilly finds
0: It's Ahani. Ah, uh, fucking.
2: Hey, Ahani! Um, I have an Ebovian companion. Is there, like, a garbage disposal I can put this in, or what? Oh!
0: um, Wow. It's a really weird way to talk about a sentient entity, but, uh...
2: Well, it was also sucking the life force from a friend, so I... <laughs> Very little patience for it.
0: Yeah, they tend to do that. Um. Tell you what, you could put it over there in the proctor cabin. We'll take care of it later. We're a, a little busy right now trying to figure out what to do next, what kinds of directions to give, what messages we want to send to other proctors.
2: Yeah, no, totally fair. Totally fair. I will go do that. Thank you. To put it in the cabin and then tear a note from his notebook and like write down Nabovian Companion and like put it on the thing so that no one gets fucked by this thing.
1: Again, didn't use it like I, that.
0: All
3: right.
0: <laughs> Dilly labels it. In your display, you're sort of like AstroVision. Yeah. Astro overlays like a pop-up over the box after you finish putting the label on it. And there is a label that appears in the box that says, task performance, 90%. Oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, shit. All right.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's that, you know, recording delay from when <laughs> yes. you push the recording to <laughs> record <late.
2: laughs> Uh Dilly takes a moment to let the panic of what could have been pass, and then leaves, catches up with the others. Nyx
0: and Dilly.
1: Ooh, Yeah.
0: Chacha already failed this roll, oh, so she fair, doesn't get to roll fair, again fair, just fair yet. Fair. <laughs> Can you guys give me a 15 perception roll? Five. And that's six with Dilly's bullshit.
2: Dilly rolled a two.
0: Okay. <laughs> Everything seems fine.
2: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, we're going to walk away from this place no. and it's just going to explode in the background.
1: Then there'll be another audit.
2: All right. Well, I see no reason to stick around any longer. So let's get out of here.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to go with you guys. Wasn't expecting this assignment, but um, life surprises you insight check
3: <laughs>
2: <I wait. laughs> insight check please
0: <laughs> okay he's not very good at this kind of thing so it'd probably be at nine i think all right that's a three with dilly's free effort eight race is excited to be going into the field he's not super excited about going with <gasps> you and that seems to be totally around his concern about dilly like dilly you get the feeling that he's like sort of as he's saying that, kind of trying his best not to look at you.
2: Specifically, Dilly or
0: Aster? Dilly. Oh. Well, I don't know if you would have context for...
1: The person he's looking at?
0: How much race understands of that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, go on. You
2: and Chacha know where it is, so
0: lead the way. Right. Chacha, he starts heading off in the wrong cardinal direction.
1: Um, I mean, I guess we're going the long way? No, no. What's the short way? Which way's the short way? Yeah, if we would turn around uh, 180 degrees. Oh, yeah. Let's do that then. Uh, race. Race. Yo. This way.
0: What? What? And he looks over his shoulder. Oh, silly me. I'll be right there. And he kind of just like lightly jogs back over to you guys.
1: Nice light jog. Good form.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Good for <that>. form. <laughs> I've been really working on my, well... I'd say I've been working on my cardio, but that would be a lie. It's just, I've been a lot better at cardio ever since they woke me up.
1: Is the alien inside you? Would Chacha be able to see the alien inside of race with her x-ray visions?
0: I mean, you can see through six inches of matter. I mean, it depends on how close you put your face to his body.
1: I think Chacha gets up in there, like... <laughs> but is he... Do you just look through Is race more than, like, how? Six inches? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: actually yeah <laughs> what's race passion
0: race canonically has a huge hog <laughs> <laughs> oh what a waste <laughs> uh,
1: but no like is looking more like at center mass like torso to like mm-hmm. see if there's an alien up in there
0: interesting you do not see an alien up in there, but what you do see is all those wires are very widespread inside his body. Uh, oh. Like, they're, like, all over. Like, it, it's not just, like, a little bit below the skin.
1: They $3 million manned him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which actually probably occurs to you, even though you haven't checked before. That's probably the case with Dilly, too.
1: Hey, uh, Dilly, can I just uh, stare at you real quick? I. Why are
2: you asking permission now? Uh, uh Cha-Cha, why are you asking permission now?
1: Ah. Uh, <laughs> I, ow. You remember how I can see through things?
2: No. What?
1: N- you gave me permission. Don't worry. And Cha-Cha looks into Dilly.
2: I, <laughs> Dilly turns to Nix. How long has she been able to see through stuff?
1: For a while, I feel like. Didn't she look through that one thing that one time? The floor for the box, yeah? Did we do that? Did we use my brain for once?
2: Was Dilly there?
1: Isn't this like where we were looking for the bracelet? And the bugs were all like, fuck yeah, this bracelet and box combo. Bullsitters are once again remembering why I usually do not summarize things.
2: <laughs> that was with Britain. I think Dilly actually was not there because Dilly was watching outside the uh, We
1: put Dilly on guard because he's going to do so much. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: Yeah. You do not see the same wiring inside of Dilly. You do see a lot of wiring but it seems to have been, for whatever reason, it followed a different route in Dilly. It seems more tied into his nervous system rather than all through him. <laughs> and there are definitely thick nodes of the wiring near his back, almost like two junction points.
1: So, Aster, was this like your choice for the route, or was this just a 50 50 you get the body upgrade or you get this?
2: Dilly manifests a little
0: Aster sprite. On his shoulder. Oh, wonderful. I was waiting to see if I was allowed to speak. You're allowed to speak. The wiring that was going through a dildren was potentially fatal or potentially debilitating. So I redirected it in a path that would be more useful without creating a long-term complication.
1: Chapter gets close to like the Aster Sprite and like kind of whispers, So, um... Are the long term complications gonna happen with that one? And she kind of like gestures as discreetly as she can to race.
0: Presumably.
1: Cool.
0: I didn't let it proceed far enough to know exactly what it would finish as. I stopped it when I saw it heading in a dangerous path.
3: Cool, cool,
1: cool, cool. Okay. I just wondering. We might have to worry about Hall and that I was worried there was an alien inside of him. Like a jade egg baby.
0: Yeah, I think I understand that concern.
2: <laughs> Dilly kind of like looks over at Race. What's Is there like an Aster overlay on Race?
0: No, Astro is not giving you any overlay right now. Oh. You get the impression this is very deliberate. In fact, you think it's it's almost like a subtle way of Astro saying like, I'm talking to Cha-Cha right now. Oh. All right.
1: <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Nice talking, nice talking. Anything you need from me? Thank you for the information.
0: No, but I feel like I should thank you. And then Aster fades out.
1: Oh, cool. I haven't gotten many of those recently. Anyway, we're gonna go on this walk. Remember, avoid the bush. Or don't, I'm not gonna judge you. Yeah, it's really about, like, what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And they walk. And she's not gonna tell Race about it. Okay. You sure you don't want a piggyback ride, race for, like, old time's sake?
0: No, I, I'm I'm fine. I can handle it. And he's actually, like, as far as, like, the hike, he's keeping up with you, Nix. Like, he's moving almost as surely as Cha-Cha. Not quite, but almost.
1: I feel like cha is almost deliberately, like, avoiding looking at him. All right, Ray, so uh, <laughs> now that we're uh, partners... I was just wondering, so you've been with the Guardians like a little bit longer than we have. You've actually been to the fortress. So you got any juicy secrets, any like gossip, anything you want to spill?
0: Man, gossip. Well, I mean, it seems like a poor taste, but I had heard a rumor that Vlad like drew like, like he made like dirty comics or something like that. I, I didn't get the details, but somebody just told me they he wrote dirty books.
1: They were books. I wasn't aware that you could get an illustrated version. Should we find a note?
0: Oh, yeah. I I don't know.
1: <gasps> could we pay someone to illustrate them in his honor?
0: He thinks for a moment. And he's like, I mean, presumably, at least here at Navarine, they don't really have a super strong notion of intellectual property. So presumably you could do something like that here.
1: We'll just, like, change, like, every third letter of the names. It'll be fine. To an apostrophe. <laughs> what? Ooh. Or put the names in quotation marks. Would that work? But yeah, uh, Summer Main. Vlad Vlad wrote under under Summer Main. Very, very popular. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So would we be like Winter Hair? Winter Hair? What? Like he's Summer <laughs> Main and we're Winter Hair. Oh, cha-cha. Too soon.
0: Race kind of like chuckles for a moment before catching himself. And so it's like, yeah, it's 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 probably too soon. <laughs> I hadn't really read much of Summer Rain. I think I uh, read uh, Catching Chills once, because one of my friends really liked it. But I couldn't get into it. Though the Omath Ranger was cool. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: usually are, yeah. So uh, when we were together before, your uh, whole thing was kind of like, I'm going to be a hero, I'm going to run in. And my whole <laughs> thing was like... I don't like my supervisor. Um, and I feel like we didn't really get to know each <laughs> other. So tell us about you, Race. Like, oh, I'm from Charmond. I was a traveler for a while. Uh, Dilly's also from Charmand. was a right with a shop for a while. Cha-Cha's from... Cha-Cha, where are you from?
0: She doesn't know.
1: Isn't that normal? No. What's your earliest memory of a place that you were, Cha-Cha? Oh... I guess a cave. Yeah, a cave. So Chacha's from a cave. Um. So where are you from?
0: I grew up in a small town called Listen, <laughs> Dilly ling
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he looks at you. He's like, "Cute." Yeah, I've I've heard that before. Um. What? But
2: oh, it's called Listen. Oh, yes. Shit, dude. I'm sorry. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I grew up in Listen and then you know, I I went to Shawness to attend university and I was recruited there.
1: Oh really? I also went to university. Really? Yeah. And I passed. How about you?
0: Yeah, what, what was your degree in?
1: Um I would have to look at it. I would have to yeah, I would have to <laughs> <laughs> Nick says a degree in university. What are you talking about? <laughs> What about you?
0: So my degree is in, they kind of had to come up with sort of a new program name for me just because of the way I was doing my classwork, but my advisor helped me out. But yeah, um esoteric technologies.
1: Oh, dope. That seems like a thing maybe you and Dilly have in common, an interest in esoteric technologies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would argue that I'm probably a little bit more focused about the big picture than, you know, right? Who might be purely... Interested in implementation details?
2: Dilly gives him an eyebrow.
1: Don't be elitist, race. Are you being elitist?
0: No, I'm just saying I I would assume that that would be the natural consequences of the the study.
2: You think I'm only interested in the mechanics of a cipher?
0: I'm not saying that's the only thing you're interested in. I'm just saying that's probably where you specialize.
1: Oh, shit. Someone's getting salty.
0: (laughs) Dilly doesn't respond. Um, Race gives Chacha a very worried look.
1: Chacha gives it right back, like, what are you worried about? You're going to explode. <laughs>
0: so, Race kind of raises his hand halfway, just kind of says, like, okay, okay. And he takes, like, a slow step backwards away from Dilly.
1: Oh, he was worried about Dilly. I thought he was worried about Chacha. And Chacha's like, fuck you, let's fight. <laughs> so, when were you there? Like, maybe we, uh, maybe we went <clears> to the same <throat> Rager's.
0: Maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's a bit of an age difference between us. Is there? Well, you're like, what? You're like 35, right?
1: Nyx punches him. No. uh,
0: (laughs) 26,
1: right? Like, her and Natalia were close enough in age to have grown up. So Nyx is like mid-20s.
0: Race is 27.
1: You're older than I am, you dick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, I just assumed you seem like you're so confident. And, you know, you you seem to have like a lot of experience you seem to like i wouldn't expect that of somebody my age
1: oh well okay next prains just a little so yeah go did you go to any ragers or were you like did you study
0: <laughs> um both i did some ragers and i studied some some real ragers
1: oh yeah which ragers did you go to
0: oh well it's so hard to remember um there were so many um
1: oh yeah no i get that
0: <laughs> insight check. So, mm. There was one, uh, you know, there was a. Uh, God, there was so much rage. <laughs> so much yeah, it was, rage. it was a wild get together.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you're really doing an insight check, Samson, because he's bad at this, this is uh, a uh two. Nine before your stuff. A nine. All right, that's a three with my stuff. Six. I don't like garbage. Race has never been to a wild party, he's never <laughs> been to a rager.
1: we could have told you that he
0: studied the whole time (laughs) game
2: recognizes game (laughs) (laughs) what was your favorite game to play at a rager oh yeah i play games
0: at ragers right
1: drinking games usually
0: right right there was the one with the the drinks and um the naked people
1: whoa i never saw well well that's not true but I didn't see a lot of naked people. But like, did you like? There was one drinking game that I really like, where you like you pulled a card out of the deck, and like for every card that you pulled out of the deck, you took a drink.
0: For every card?
1: Oh yeah, just like when you pull the card. Yeah, you pull the card, you take a drink, and then you pull another card, you take another drink. So you take a drink for every card that you pull.
0: <laughs> How many people play with that? Whole you just bag? pass
1: it around till it runs out. Yeah. Tata's very confused. Like, wait, what? You just pass it around in a circle, Kay. so like. You know, it's a standard deck of cards, so seventy-three cards. If you have like twenty people, or like That's eight people, more confused. Like you
0: stay, I have to write down this little bit of world building.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just like, is it standard size deck actually, or is just that what Nix thinks?
0: No, Nix would know. Nix would know. She's been to parties. She's probably played every game that there is at these parties. I didn't have parties where it was for every card. I mean, we did have one where. And he pauses for a moment. You had to drink every time you pulled a chance moth.
1: Ooh, what's that? Not like a jack.
0: It's a suit on a standard deck of cards. Oh,
1: so you would only drink like one sixth of the time? Seventy three card deck with six suits, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm to I'm, yeah. I'm pulling
1: out the calculator on this because, like, I'm con- I'm concerned. I am concerned.
0: Poker must be a nightmare in this world. Well, see, so this is the thing. Because chance moths are a known creature of the ninth world that causes random mutations. In each deck of card. it's randomized if the extra cards are chance moths or if the chance moths are short.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, that's uh, 12.16 repeating. The six is mm-hmm. repeating. Thank you, Chashley. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So, like, how many times did you pass the deck around before you were... Wasted. Because we would pass our deck around like three, five, seven, nine times, you know? And then we would just get started with the party.
0: Oh wow. That's usually how we would like that would be our whole night if we were gonna do that.
1: Okay. So like you went to some Ragers and I went to some
0: Ragers. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't play that game at the Ragers. We played the one with the drinks and the naked people.
1: What else did you why would was taking off your clothes part of the game or, or were they just naked?
0: Well, some of them would always be naked. That was the rule. There always had to be like two or three that were naked, depending on how many players you had.
1: Oh, no shit. How did you pick the naked people? Like, was it just luck of the draw or unluck of the draw? I guess depends on what you're into.
0: <laughs> um, So we would typically, and he kind of like stops for a second. His eyes go up and he's like, we would, we had some. Special plastic pieces made of varying lengths, so it'd be kind of like drawing straws, except that they were custom enamel pennies.
2: Chacha, if you could just point out that bush, I'm going to throw myself into <laughs> it and just- Everything all right over there, <laughs> Dilly? I'm fine. Just just Didn't, a very long walk.
1: Wait, did Dilly go to university?
2: He did not. Nope, I took an apprenticeship.
1: He went to trade school.
2: I was all about that implementation.
1: That street knowledge versus book knowledge. Right,
2: right. See? I mean, it makes sense. Dilly manifests the middle finger behind Race's head.
1: Did they throw any ragers in trade school, Dilly?
2: Uh, no. Occasionally we drank stuff out of uh ciphers that we weren't quite sure what they did, but that was about it.
1: That sounds awesome, Dilly. We never did that. Is that like the gate game, but like the gate game? The what? arch game. is what we yeah. Yes, arch game. Or oh, the tata-touches-you game. cha touches you game. I oh. feel like <laughs> like waves, like her non-ghost hand. Corporeal hand? Yes, her corporeal
0: hand. <laughs> so, Dilly, it would be also the, like, you would remember this game that the ciphers weren't random. They were ones that Master Astus had constructed himself. And it was sort of like a game of Russian roulette. Not because of which one you picked, but just when you drank from it, what would happen. They were all designed to be temporary mutations, but they were always pretty disgusting to look at.
2: <laughs> no, I, it didn't have the uh, lasting consequences of the Touch and Archer Arch games. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. It was whatever we just did it on the weekends. Like just standard, like right initiation stuff.
1: Okay, so a little bit different than a university where, like, we did it every night. And
0: no, oh, yeah, yeah, you went every night.
1: Yeah. Um, almost every night.
2: Yeah. We didn't have the money for that. (laughs) Wow. How did you get your
0: homework done?
1: Uh, (laughs) I had a tutor who helped me with my homework.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: I took a couple tests, you know. No, I read some of my books.
0: That's, that's great.
1: Thanks. Yeah. So my parents said I could probably get a civil service job if I wanted to with my GPA, but.
0: Yeah. I, I, I hear they've been looking for people lately.
1: Oh, yeah, because so many of them died, or what? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? What?
0: Well, it's also just not its not a popular job, right? Like, people have been retiring have like they? lately. Yeah, I mean, at least from what I've heard. What have you heard?
1: Yeah, what have you heard?
0: Just that uh, conditions have been getting really rough doing, like, civil service stuff, and there's all sorts of new guidelines. It's really strict. There's less privacy. So, you know, more and more people are quitting and, you know, just trying to do... The merchant life, you know, it turns out if you're a civil servant, you're pretty good at organizing stuff, which is a pretty useful skill to have. Oh,
1: no, I don't think I was going to be that kind of civil servant.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no,
1: not the office kind. My dad said I could probably like help the cog couriers. Cool. (laughs) Something lower level, you know, to get my foot in the door. That's what I was qualified for. So not like the paperwork stuff.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Chasha, what about you? Any ragers?
0: Wow, look at those trees up ahead.
1: What do those trees look like, Daniel? Look at that bush. Let's throw ourselves <laughs> on it.
0: <laughs> Race like points ahead to those and like they're they're very much like off on the horizon, but Race is sort of using it as an excuse, like, I'm going to go ahead and get a closer look, like to kind of move away from the conversation with Nick.
1: I wonder if it's one of those like body stealing trees? Remember how we promised to bring that tree back bodies?: Oh yeah, wow.
2: I mean, that was a few months ago. I think by tree time, it's still like yesterday.
1: But like, are we going to fulfill that promise? I mean,
2: there's probably some prisoners on death row we could give it. No, wait, those bodies are being like held against like the apocalypse or something. Hold on. What was that tree all about? <laughs> Dilly is reading his notes while walking. All I remember is it
1: wanted some mm-hmm. bodies because we asked them to leave the bodies.
2: Poppyfield tree. Grandmother Willow wants our souls. Yeah, what? that was it. Yeah, all I have written down is that Nick's got us out.
1: Oh, yeah. I spoke with the tree extensively. Right.
2: Yeah, I don't think we have. We, we really need to worry about it.
1: Yet. Let's
2: we'll save that for another campaign.
1: Daniel's writing something down. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those like weird questions where it's just like, where do you draw the line as your character's like, we should fulfill our promises, but is that a promise we should fulfill? And is it just like, do we just, like, ignore the existence of that tree and the fact that it will continue to feed off of innocent people unless it's burned to the ground? Pretty sure Nick's convinced the tree of the error of its ways. No, I I thought we promised it more bodies, and that's how we got it to be an error of its ways.
0: Yeah, it did ask you to bring people to it.
1: Well, you know, it's only been a few months, Cha-Cha. I'm just saying, if we could just, like, maybe make a small detour, we could just...
2: We'll do that after we fix all this shit.
1: I'm worried about race fitting into the team, guys, because, like, we were just having a great conversation and he wandered away. Any ideas? How far is he away right now?
0: Not that far. He's far enough away that he has an excuse not to engage, (laughs) but not very far away.
1: From, like, Chacha's perspective, would it be far enough for her to tell Nyx the news? Because Dilly knows. Because Dilly was in that whisper circle. But I don't think Nix knows.
0: If you were trying to be secretive and whispering, you probably could whisper to Nix, yes.
1: Nix leans down, since Chacha obviously wants to say something.
0: But it's the kind of thing that if you just said it out loud, if Chacha was just going to say it out loud, Race would for sure hear it.
1: Chacha kind of, like, look, side-eye looks at Nyx like, do mm, don't worry about engagement. The look on Stace's face is <laughs> the look Nyx is giving Chacha back. Like, what? What? <laughs> I mean, and, like, she, like, gestures for her to get closer. Nix leans way down. Um, so I was talking to Aster, and there are potential side effects to the way that uh race is wired. But with the actual wires, not, like, mentally. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the wires from the with from the machine. Yeah, it could, it, it's probably gonna backfire on him. So, like, don't worry about engagement. And you think that's why he wandered away mid-conversation? That's probably it. Okay. He's just, like, really into his wires. Okay. All right. Well.
2: I think also... Dilly's whispering. I think also um, he didn't want to be caught in a lie because that dude does not party. Like, I don't party. That dude does not party. We are alike. Really?
1: Yeah. Did you not... I don't know. He talked about a- ragers with card games and naked people, and that seemed to check out. It did? Well, that... Really? Well, ragers have card games and and often naked people. Yeah, it seemed kind of legit. No? Well, wait, so I wasn't actually bonding with race? (laughs) I don't... Shit. I don't think so. You know what we got to do, guys? Yeah. When we finish up this mission, we got to throw a real rager for race. But I'm not getting naked. No.
2: Yeah, no. No. I would love for there to be an afterwards after all this.
1: Wow. Yeah, me too. Wow. Thanks for keeping it real, Dilly. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, that's what, yep. what I'm here to do. Wow, now even I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, all right. <laughs> all right, show up after you even
2: drink. What do you know? God, how long have we been walking? Like 3 days
1: now? No, Dilly, it's been like 7 minutes.
0: Uh, uh, so Race up ahead says, "Um, bad news, guys."
1: What? What would you do? Oh, surprise.
0: Hmm? No no it's it's not me it's the those trees they're not trees trees
1: that's usually how it goes uh, they kept it to by
0: and chacha you would recognize these as a immense thicket and wall stretching across the horizon of that bush but it's 10 foot high boughs extending all the way to the ground
1: oh this is going to be interesting. Dilly, you said you wanted to throw yourself on that bush. Well, they've made it possible. And you, like, jazz hands that? Like, it's a good thing? <laughs> yeah, this actually
2: might not be a problem. I was being sassy when I said that. Dan, quick question about the winged symbiote cipher. Mm-hmm. If I were to carry somebody, what kind of check would that be? Would that be Dilly's own personal strength kind of thing? Yeah. Hmm. But I kind of want to fly. All right. So I... I have a way we can kind of get over this. I have a wing symbiote. It'll allow a person to fly. Nix, do you want to do it, or are you still kind of feeling not great from the Second? Because you will take some damage if you put this on, but you'll be able to fly for like a day.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm feeling pretty good, Dilly. Yeah? Yeah, not perfect, but I can hack it.
2: All right. Then, hey, do you want to fly?
1: Yeah. Give okay. me the nape of your neck.
2: Dilly will put the wing symbiote cipher on the back of Nix's neck. And then Dilly's going to use his new Tier 5 ability booster <gasps> cypher oh, wow. function, add plus three to that. I don't know if it's going to help, but Dilly's doing it. Okay.
0: So the winged symbiote, which again, looks a little bit like a scarab, starts moving down the back of Nyx's spine. So Nix, you're feeling these like six legs like poking at your skin on its way down. And then it sort of turns around and rights itself underneath your shirt. And then all of a sudden, all six legs and the mouth clamp down, and you can feel it digging into your body and digging into your spine itself. It's like getting essentially eight spinal taps at the same time. <coughs> and, but you'll only take two damage. And then, as you guys see Nyx stand back up from that damage, these massive insect, like almost like dragonfly wings. When Nyx extends them, it's like three and a half meters across oh, in wingspan. They look like wings that could get some serious lift. Alright, I'm not upset anymore. This is fucking rad.
1: Yo, Dilly, what if I picked you up and just took you up way high and then like tossed you and you glided down?
2: Yeah, uh, we could we yeah, I guess we could try that. I don't have a lot of practice.
1: That's is how you get practice, yeah. Uh
2: yeah. Yeah, okay. I just did um Maybe give me a little bit closer so I can definitely get I can definitely clear the hedge. Cause I I I've again I was joking. I don't actually want to touch the thing. I don't want I don't want my balls to explode. I assume that's what's gonna happen. I...
1: All right. Yeah. I don't want your balls to explode either. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's get closer. Well, thank you.
0: Okay. You guys get closer. Dilly, you probably know enough from like your engineering background to know that she needs to get you probably about Thirty feet or higher in the air before she lets you go. Otherwise, your wings won't, your flaps rather, won't have a chance to fully catch the air and give you a safe glide.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So give me relatively high. Like, uh, is there a nearby tree that's about thirty feet high? Just because I don't. Sure. Give me a little bit high. Give me above the canopy of like that. Like that tree. Give me higher than that. Like way higher, actually.
1: All right. Nick will grab Dilly like back of the belt.
2: Dilly quickly takes off like whatever clothes he
0: needs to get flappy.
1: Back of the neck and picks picks Dilly up and tries to fly.
0: So this will be a movement-based roll. You could argue might or speed. Probably might because you're lifting Dilly, but it's only going to be a nine.
1: Okay. So I'll use my two free levels of might effort to drop that to a three. Mm-hmm. Six.
0: Okay. You lift Dilly up into the air very fast. Cha-cha and race. You kind of have to cover your eyes from the dust getting kicked up off the ground from the beating of Nyx's
1: wings. They go really fast, though? Are they, like...
0: <laughs> what do you want them to be? Do you want them to be, like...
1: We said they're, like, a dragonfly. Don't they go fat? Don't dragonfly?
0: So you're going, like, ornithopter, essentially? Yeah. Okay.
1: So Nyx will get to the 30 feet, and... If they're, like, dragonflies, Nyx can basically hover, right? Yep. So she's just starts swinging Dilly back and then forward a little bit. You're like, all right, ready? (laughs) One,
2: Uh, uh, two, uh, uh, uh,
1: three. Note that Nyx did not wait to hear Dilly ready.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For like the first like 20 feet, Dilly definitely kind of like ragdoll spirals. Yeah. Uh, But then writes himself. Boo.
0: So you are flying. You can definitely safely reach a landing point question is, I would like you to, to roll to see if you can avoid brushing against the bushes on your way across. <sighs> yeah, alright. You could argue either might or speed for it, and it'll only be a nine. I'm gonna uh, do might,
2: and I'm gonna put one level of effort into that.
3: Okay.
0: Was that? Sixteen. Okay, cool. You managed to Glide easily over these bushes and land safely on the ground beyond. Okay. Anything pertinent while Dilly was up in the air? Like the surrounding areas,
2: wandering giant monstrosities? Nothing you saw. No. All right. Dilly
0: lands.
3: Okay.
0: Probably not gracefully, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not hard. Yeah. You land gently enough. You maybe don't get your feet under you. You maybe have to roll a little bit, but. Yeah. It's only your second time using this ability. And
2: then Dilly, like, gets up, thumbs up to Nix. Mm.
0: So Nyx, you can see that. Nobody else can because the bushes are too high.
1: Yep. Nyx knows where Dilly is and then flies back down to hold out her arms for the next one. Who's next?
0: Race kind of does a half bow and gesture to Cha-Cha, you know, sort of a you first.
1: Cha-Cha kind of gestures back up, you know, oh no, after you. <laughs>
0: He shrugs and goes, okay, and he goes over to
3: Nix.
1: So Nyx will hold out her arms to carry him, but uh, it's a little awkward because Nyx has turned her backpack around because of the wings. So now she's wearing it backwards, like on her front. You know, like when they line up kids, like, put your backpack on your front. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mm -hmm. just like old times, huh, Race? Nix says as she like holds out her arms to cradle
0: him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess so. You're not going to throw me, are you? You aren't going to set me down on the other side.
1: Whatever you like. I I can throw you. I can gently rest you upon the ground.
0: I think the ladder would be ideal.
1: Next we'll take off.
0: Okay. You easily carry him over, and if you choose, can deposit him safely in your
1: Yep, that's what she does. And then, all right, you two crazy kids don't kill each other. I'll be right back.
0: (laughs) Race goes incredibly pale. Oh! Dilly does his best cha-cha impression. <laughs> <laughs> just
3: kind
2: of stares at race like, mm.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, that's
1: so funny. Uh, so then next we'll uh, head back for cha-cha.
0: Okay, so you're heading back for cha-cha. Dilly, race kind of looks at you briefly and says, "Hi, Astor. We haven't been formally introduced, but just wanted to say hi." <laughs> Okay. I guess we'll be traveling together for a while. All right. And
2: then Dilly puts a little Aster sprite up on Race's shoulder.
0: Oh. Race shrieks. <laughs> and jumps. And Aster actually looks at you with, like, you can tell, like, he is doing some modification of the illusion, like, with clear disapproval <laughs> at Dilly. And he turns and he says race thank you it's nice to meet you too and nix you get to cha-cha
1: yo what up cha-cha <laughs> not much i was just contemplating how to do this without you know and she kind of like holds up her hand like eh. oh well i think as long as you have your uh gloves on cha-cha it'll be all right but also what about this one and she holds up her incorporeal hand like it's kind of hard to grab mm. oh i'll grab you cha-cha okay Okay, let's do this.
0: So you, like, just grab her around the torso or something like that?
1: I think Nix could still just hold her, like, yeah, like, cradle her gently. Yeah, Look like a, a baby. baby. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you could do the little kid teddy bear hold. <laughs> Nick grabs her by the ankle and just...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I guess it's little kids and cat hold, where they hold it like this, mm-hmm. and the cat's like, fuck this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I didn't want yeah. this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, Nix, you are flying Cha-Cha over, and it's it's really not until you almost get there that you notice something that, you know, when you picked up Cha-Cha, you weren't thinking about it because it felt relatively normal. But as you're coming close to landing, you notice that where you're holding what should be Cha-Cha's incorporeal side, that you definitely are feeling something solid around her biceps.
1: cha got swole? Uh, Chacha, you should check out your biceps. Some, some up. Chacha checks out her biceps?
0: On your incorporeal arm, half of it is solid again. It's now solid up to your elbow.
1: <gasps> is it inside the romper? Because the romper was flopping around.
0: Yeah, it is inside the romper. Okay.
1: Chacha gets kind of excited. Just happy, like, she's got some of her arm back, yeah. All right. But I feel like the big question is why? Yeah. Maybe Buddy Cop got, got injured.
0: Aster chimes in, and in a way that Dilly, you can set you have a moment where you could stop this. Otherwise, he will manifest his own little sprite on your shoulder. Dilly will allow it. So, you guys see this Aster sprite appear. Aster says, There's another possibility. Maybe he considers part of your debt paid. And that's where we'll end this episode.
3: Oh,
0: uh, fuck
3: the
1: fire thing right sorry yeah i'm assuming
0: alex uh, something about this episode
1: i kind of liked it it's kind of weird that like the conversations like between aster and other characters like he's being like no i'm my own person i'm my own sprite mm-hmm. yeah when i'm in the sprite it's my time it's kind of cute <laughs>
0: Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week is my turn. And so, dear listener, I will offer you an XP to read the Die comics by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. These comics are awesome. The author has described it as goth Jumanji. Nice. Nice. And the premise is, is that in 1991, six teenagers sat down to play a role-playing game and disappeared.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: Mm. And then two years later, they showed back up, but only five returned and one was missing an arm. And all of them were unable to describe or talk about what had happened to them. And then now, 25 years later, these five broken adults find out that the game isn't done with them.
1: Oh, that sounds cool.
0: (sighs) Yeah, so these friends, they sat down to play a fantasy game. They got sucked into that world and were there for two years before they got out, and now they're getting pulled back into it. Cool thing about this comic series is that it is complete. So it's four volumes, and then that's it. So it's a complete story. It's really good. It's sort of like a cross between fantasy and horror. With lots of little, like, fun, if you're fans of the history of gaming or or just fantasy literature, there's lots of fun little Easter eggs in the comic for you. The art is beautiful. And it's really interesting. Like, it's, it's, it's a cool thing about what the hobby can open up for people and what they can discover it. So there's people who are trying to work through their... There're gender issues in the the comic, and there's people that are dealing with like depressive episodes, things like that. Because these character classes that they were were things they came up with when they were teenagers. So, like one of them is a grief knight, which is essentially like his depression fuels his magic sword. Ooh. So when he's feeling sad or grieving or anything like that, that's what gives him his power. And there's like cool, like like it's a fantasy world with like some cyberpunk elements and anybody who dies in that world like rises up as sort of like a cybernetic zombie that they have to deal with and zombies can only be killed temporarily but the reason why they chase after is they know that the all the fallen know is that if they kill a player they get to be a player again oh shit it's really good i really like the comic it's really well written a bit of an emotional roller coaster and it's just very well done And it's also in the process of being converted into an RPG. So when the Kieran Gillen was working on it, he was so obsessed with like getting all these things right in terms of like the emotional journey of an RPG, that RPG that they play, that they get sucked into, he wrote beta rules for when he first wrote the, put together the comic. And it is now currently being converted into like a commercial RPG by Rowan, Rook, and Descartes, the folks that made Spire, and Heart, and Honey Heist, <laughs> of all things. <laughs> so yeah, they there's a Kickstarter going for that as of a recording now. It'll be done by the time this airs, but there might still be pre-orders or anything going. I'm very excited about the game because the premise of the game is that you don't just make fantasy characters. You first start by making the teenagers that will be Becoming these characters, and then you give them their characters. It's I love this. because the idea is this fantasy world is something that is tuned towards those characters' lives. Like, so the warrior that they're facing off against might, in fact, be like their old bully from middle school or something like that. That's- There's that multi layered uh, RPG that Alex yeah. was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Come on,
1: multi yeah, Exactly.
0: Us. That's what I was thinking about. I just didn't want to say anything till my intrusion. <laughs> Yeah, I believe uh, Grant Howitt from *Bronco and had described that for the Die RPG, they're trying to instead of like making it intensely about like the comics' canonical setting, to instead focus on it being a heartbreak engine. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I'm very excited about it because I really like the comic a whole lot. It was one of those comics that I read the series and then I immediately reread it. Really good, highly recommend it. So Die. By Karen Gillen and Stephanie Hans is the artist. And like I said, her art is incredible. It is so beautiful. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Die or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson?
2: Oh, shit. Well, go to our website, explorerswanted.fm. From there, you can see our socials on Twitter. We are at explorerswanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers wanted podcast And we have a Discord. And if you were at our Discord, you'd probably see that Dan posted the Kickstarter a few days ago. I think you did, right? Yeah. So this would all be like old news to you and you could totally, uh, sign up for that Kickstarter. But anyway, you can find that discord at explorerswanted.fm slash discord. Also, if you'd like to support us financially and it is within your means patreoncom slash explorerswanted, it's a great place. You could also use our dice for the code explorerswanted. That's the code at checkout at diehard dice and get 10% off your order. And that gives us a little bit back to
0: us. So that'd be cool if you did that. Thank you. Yeah, and if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you can do is tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it, indoctrinate them fully so they spread our message across the the interwebs. <laughs> Second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts. That really helps us find new listeners so that we can entertain and meet more cool people like you. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, Well, human brains are so specialized at pattern matching that they often erroneously identify systems, even in pure chaos. Take, for example, the people in your life, at home, and at work. Any resemblance those individuals have to one another is pure coincidence. Same eye color or eye shape, similar noses, that's just coincidence. There's no need to look any deeper. It's random chance, not any dwindling palette of some conspiracy. See, their hair is red, and hers is dyed blonde, and his head is clean-shaven, except for the back of his skull, where it grows like a dark moss, down in a V-shape to his shoulder blades, where his leathery wings drip quietly onto the floor. So don't read too much into it, and don't forget that there's cake in the conference room. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter, at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K.
1: Find me on Twitter, at Stace Windu.
0: Bring me some of that cake, at Slime Potato,
1: Alex. Oh, sorry, I like fugged out there because I was like remembering about holding a bumblebee today. Have you ever held a bumblebee? <laughs> their their little feet feel weird. Um, I'm real to unicorn on Twitter and tea with the unicorn on Twitch.
0: Well, that's it for us. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week, assuming that we aren't being tickled by bumblebees. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye!